and welcome to the latest episode of the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for sophisticated ignorance and a place where people can freely speak their minds. I am crushed. What's your name, Gatry? What's your name? <laughs> I am the brother of Crush, which is <laughs> devastated. So, we've been talking for 12 minutes prior to and realized my mic was jacked up. I didn't know how honest you were going to be about it, Walker. But let's I, be, let's I just be candid. That. I love that. Yes. I am crushed. You know who I am if With, you've been listening. My name is Walker. I am crushed. <laughs> and this is Ronnie Gatry, and I'm devastated. But we, we know. What? What do no, we know? No, 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 no. This, is, this could serve as inspiration for somebody. Because, Walker, I heard this. A year ago, podcasters usually listen to other podcasters, right? So if you're listening and you're a fellow podcaster or creator, just know that this is part of the process. But mm-hmm. you got to embrace it, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what podcasters listen to us? <laughs> that's not a. <laughs> I knew that was funny, so yeah, that's why well, I went ahead. But yeah, but I'm just saying. Uh, and, and listeners, we had we had an incredible intro that we just lost. I think it's one of our best it's intros. Like, oh my goodness! Ever, and it's gone out the stratosphere. You'll never hear it. We've got some lost tapes that you'll hear at some point, but that you'll never hear. But anyway, I feel like a trash battle rapper. <laughs> Killed on the mic. You don't just, feel like Cassidy. <laughs> Do you follow Battle Rap? No. Why not? Why? Why not? Because Drake is out here. Why do I need to follow Battle Rap? Um. Anyway, I'm I'm doing I'm doing. How are you? I don't even know what to, I, I dude. I, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I'm, I, the, there are pieces of my soul on the carpet that I'm trying to follow. Oh, that's where your soul went. Yeah. You ever seen that? You never. Oh, Goodness, I can't give you an this analogy. Was a battle rap reference? No, oh. no, it was a it was a movie reference. But I was going to say my soul, my soul actually has lifted up and gotten a car and driven off. <laughs> well, so, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what I could add to that. But. <laughs> no, but anyway, how are you? How was your weekend, uh, Walker? The weekend thus far has been incredible. Okay, up until that lost intro. It's probably the best weekend I've had all weekend. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Did you get what? See what I did there? Sure. <laughs> How about you, guy? Well, um, I'm tired of adulting, right? Right. Um, let me ask you a question. Okay. Let me ask the viewers a question. Is there a return policy on being an adult? Do you know? Um, there's not. There's none. If there is, I haven't been made aware of it. Okay. Um, the reason why I asked it is this, dude. In what a week's time, I've bought a garage door opener, paid someone to install it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my wife had a nail in her front tire. Of course, I dropped everything on Saturday because, of course, you know you already have your Saturday planned. All right. Like yeah, I'm just gonna run here, get a plug oh, put those in. Plans? <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, exactly, right? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get it plugged up and keep it moving, right. right? So what was supposed to be a 30-minute trip turned into an hour and a half at least and resulted in three, four tires being replaced because I didn't realize three years could go by so fast. <laughs> Goodness no, gra- no, we just got to put on last week. Which is, what, what? 
seriously like it really felt that way right and i I didn't know that you had to or it was important that you check the alignment regularly i thought that was kind of like once you get your tires done or put on you get it you get it you know what i mean you get it aligned and you're good to go you have to check your alignment regularly especially like if you hit in potholes and stuff like that it can knock your alignment off did you know that i did and i used to be really good about getting all that checked dude i didn't know that yeah, I but, didn't know that. And, and Walker, being honest, and I don't—I'm getting too deep here, but I—I've always had older cars up until the you know recent times. So I'm, I'm thinking like with an older car, that's something you have to stay on top of. So as I started getting more current vehicles, I was like, no, the, the, the car probably aligns itself. <laughs> Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Right, right, but yeah. the knowledge was there, but it's like, no, that pertains to two decade old cars I used to drive, fam. It was just, just, and it's not the, it's not the bills, it's just stuff, yeah, that yeah. just keeps coming just up. Piles up. Let me just say this: I don't know how you do it, oh, I don't you and your that. wife, because y'all have kids on top of this, right? So they're pulling at you, other stuffs pulling at you. So kudos to you Thanks, and, and your wifey for for holding it together. Well, it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to add a spot of comic relief every now and then. <laughs> I'm sure she appreciates that. I'm sure she appreciates that sometimes. You're right. <laughs> Not all the time, I bet. But yeah, dude, it's just I can imagine just how just because it's like none of the stuff around like your house, cars, none of that stuff ever coordinates and asks you when is a good time for it to quit. Right. Right, it just happens. And it doesn't send you a text or anything like no warning, like, no nothing. Hey, you look, know? look, 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 Ronnie. This is my name's Mold, right? And we're we're building up in your garage, and I I know you're gonna ignore this because your house is new, but um, just want to let you know I'm here, and um, it's gonna cost you probably about twelve hundred dollars to fix me. I'm a hot water <laughs> heater, right? Oh, okay, okay. And I might just give out, and I have a tendency to leak all over the bottom part of your house. Right. Right, so you might want to replace me in about six days, or you can expect to be flooded. Well, you know, and and tip my hat to technology. We're getting closer to that with all this smart stuff, right? Sure. So we're getting to a point to where these things could literally tell us, "Hey, I'm about to fail." Right. But even then, adulting is still going to happen. Life is still going to happen because you're in the middle of something, vacation, yeah. all this types of stuff, right? right? So yeah, it's just, and it makes me appreciate my parents, man. Yeah. Like, like I feel like. I feel like my parents did a great job of convincing me I wanted to be an adult, just like they were. You know what I'm saying? Just like, because they made it look effortless. Like, I didn't worry. I wasn't worried about bills. I wasn't thinking about bills. And Walker, I thought about this during our botched recording. Um, you think it was kind of false advertisement to a, to a degree? What? It just the, what, what our parents did? Yeah, I guess. You know, because I mean, they're, they're not they're but, not telling us as kids like. But if you take it for granted, I guess it's easy to kind of overlook the significance of it. You True. think so? Yeah. And I think for a lot, we just took our parents for granted. Like, hey, they, they they're here to feed us and take care of us and grant That's us what our they desires. Do. Like, what else are they going to do? Right. <laughs> Work. <laughs> they had a life. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so it, it makes me appreciative for them for for the sacrifices they made man and so when i look at you i'm pretty sure you have the same challenges oh that you goodness. have on top of having kids who could care less about what you and your wife has going on personally and, and walker here's the thing like when life hits you like that i think i think the lesson i've got gathered from it is like 
don't be too intentional about planning every detail mm-hmm. because it's going to be screwed up. So, like, have a plan, but, you know, just kind of kind of put it out there and leave it. <laughs> mm. Because odds are... <laughs> That's something I struggle with, bro. Yeah, and, and dude... That's dude, something I struggle dude, with. When, when I was where you were in Dink Life or whatever, yeah, we could plan everything down <laughs> to the minute. Dink life, I yeah. love it. And for those of you who don't know, that's dual income, no kids. Hey, um, the golden era. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we could plan everything like <clears throat> down to the molecular level. Mm. But man, it's just like, and, and I'll give you an example. You know, we 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 had Noah, our first our first kid, and we had no idea what we were doing. You know, but then you know, Lord bless us with another child, and we we're like, oh. <laughs> Watch how we work this. We've done this already. Nope. And this kid says, you know what? <laughs> the joke's on you, idiots. <laughs> I'm about to throw you a curveball. Because you know what? As much as he liked milk, I'm going to hate it. <laughs> oh, he was allergic to that? I'm allergic to this. <laughs> oh, he wore those clothes? <laughs> oh, so anyway. Goodness. No. But, but you live. You survive. I mean, none of it kills you. Parents, we love you, yes. and we're grateful for your sacrifices. We're grateful for everything that you've done, man. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what we're not grateful for at this current time? Uh, tell me, Walker. Um, living in this great state of Alabama. So let's talk about it. All right, it's it's done. We alluded to it last episode okay. about the Alabama um, abortion laws. Uh-huh. It actually got voted on this I past you were week. Talking about something totally different. Like I'm joking. I'm, I don't even know. Okay. Um, <laughs> such as, mm-hmm. um, no, it got voted. Right, uh, twenty-five to six, I think, was the vote. Yeah. So, shout out to the six who uh, <laughs> tried to do the right thing. We get it. Um, and our governor Kay Ivey, who's anti-abortion, actually uh, signed it. So it's 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 here. The most strict voter, uh, the most strict abortion laws are anti-abortion laws, uh, and it's here in our state. How you feel, Gat? Um, it's just, I, I, I emotionally I'm disgusted, but <clears throat> I live in this state all my life. I'm not really surprised. Sure, I think you that's know. that's most people's sentiment. Yeah, and, and just the way our government's structured, we got corruption everywhere, and it's a it's a good old boy type of situation, and if. One person with enough power feels strongly about something. Everybody's going to follow suit because they don't want to be seen in a different eye by that person of power, even all, leading all the way up to our governor. Okay. So, um, so, so let, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. I, I, I heard I heard an interview uh, of Kay Ivey shortly after the after we signed this in, okay. and the the gentleman asked her, "You think this will impact business businesses being attracted to Alabama?" Ooh, dude, she side she sidestepped that question like almost brilliantly, and so she goes on to market Alabama saying, "Oh, well, we've got hundreds of businesses here that love doing business in this great state." Hundreds. She never answers the question though. You know, it's just kind of like, is is it really real to these politicians? That that's a thought I had. Like, or is it tunnel vision? Hmm? Or is it tunnel, tunnel vision? Exactly, exactly. And that that's the thought I got that's as a, I heard that's, her that's a good sidestep question. that that question. Right, but anyway, go, go so ahead, so let's revisit. Are you are you? Because my wife and I had a great discussion about this. Are you, I mean, you you lean at first. You were pro life. Was I? Were you? I think I think you were you were pro life at one point. Did I have a shift? 
you mentioned the shift last week. Okay. okay. And I think your wife helped us help you to see. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're exactly right. Yeah. So you're so you would consider yourself to be pro-choice at Th- this point. Thanks to my lovely wife educating me. Okay. Here, here's the thing. I, I, I think is is this is an age-old discussion, right? And I think there's a lot of nuance to lean strongly in either way. Mm. I think if you appreciate information, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think for me, because I alluded to a lot of, I, I think at the end of the day, I lean on the side of pro-choice. Okay. I lean that direction. Sure. But I'm very close to the middle of the discussion. I, I put it to you this way. I love when it when it comes to free speech, I love the statement that that goes. I don't know who coined it, but I may not agree with what you say, but I'm willing to fight to protect your right to say it. There you go. Right? Yeah. So I think for me, I don't agree with most cases of abortion. Okay. I don't. Um I think the cases of rape, incest, and those you know, your pregnancy your, your complications. Mean, you're, you're meaning like irresponsibility, right? Essentially, okay. Not wanting to take responsibility for the child that you're bringing into the world, potentially, sure. right? Yeah. yeah. So I, I disagree with that, right? But at the same time, I feel that that person—that's that person's decision. That's not mine. And my, my wife made a very important because again i understand the pro-choice side right in scripture there's a voice there's a verse that talks about to jeremiah god is speaking to him and said before i formed you in your mother's womb i knew you sure so the idea is that even before we're formed there's a purpose for our lives there's a plan for our lives there are a lot of people who were born into this world in un- in unfortunate circumstances absolutely right they didn't come up in an environment like you and I did, but ended up going on to do great things and impacting many people. Sure. Right. So you think about people like that whose lives, whose lives never or who are never given a shot at life, who can make an impact in right. life. Right? right. So, again, I understand the pro-life side of it. But here's what my, my wife, we were talking about it this morning and she said something that was just incredible. I think it's wrong, even though I have strong Christian values, right? I think it's wrong to force Christian principles on people who are not Christian or practicing Christianity. Not in Alabama, it's not. (laughs) I know that. I'm just saying. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. I'm just saying. I I know. I get what you're saying, but I think that's wrong. Yeah. God doesn't even do that, right? So who are we to crown ourselves when I say we, I mean the government, sure. Senate, all, you know, the, the governor, those people. Who are we to make ourselves make this law and force this? To, and uh, to me, I feel like if you're doing this in the name of Christian values, you're doing a greater disservice to the faith because no one wants to be forced to do anything, even if it's what they should do. Right. No one. That's just human nature. We people are going at free will, right? Yeah. And and people are going to naturally rebel, even if that is the right thing that they should be doing. Sure. They want to at least have the opportunity to choose their path. Sure. So I, to me, I lean heavily. I lean not heavily, but I lean on the side of pro-choice because at the end of the day, that's someone's choice. You don't have to agree with it, 
but it is their right to choose to do what they want to do. And staying under the umbrella of uh, Christianity or spirituality, as I like to call it, if you are a person that reads the Bible, um, you, you know there's verses that, that allude to the fact that each of us have to bear our own cross. Sure. Right? And so it just supports that whole theory of free will. Right. And I don't understand how we're Alabama, we're Bible Belt, we're God first, you know. Yeah. God guns and guts. Oh, dude. Guts. (laughs) Sidebar, sidebar. Dude, we were in rural northwest Alabama last week, right? When we had that crazy road trip. Right. I saw... It was this tire cover on the back of this truck. It said, God, guns, and guts in that order. And really? That was, that was it. A Confederate flag on it. You know, I'm thinking, dude, read this read this to yourself about five times and like really think about how, you know, but anyway. They probably will read it and get pumped. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, and I looked at my wife and was like, thou shalt not kill, right? You know, and she's like, yeah. I was like, okay, well. You know, whatever. And that's how I'm processing it. But sure, anyway. sure. I get it. I, we, get it. I wonder whose guts are they referring to. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Message. <laughs> but but the thing, Walker, is like, this is the part that eats at me because we want to project ourselves on a national scale as like, you know, California's crazy. We we do we do God's work here. This is God's country. Mm-hmm. But it's just like but y'all, y'all only want to focus on certain parts of, of the scripture. Right. You don't want to, like, kind of your point, you don't want to grant people the free will that the Bible even says that they have. Right, right? now, of course, like you said, it's incredibly nuanced because it's you can, too, it's very you can take nuanced. that same theory and apply it to a whole bunch of other things. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. And and here, and my thing is this, I think as, as a community for, for black people, we have to also consider the fact that abortion was once a tactic used to as to you know eugenicize us yeah you know what i'm saying so let's not let's not just be celebrating the right to have abortions because that was a tactic used to kind of wipe out our communities absolutely dude so we should already be feeling quote unquote away about the idea and the concept of abortion especially if we're pro-community right 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 so it's just for me i feel like it's difficult to just be extreme one way or the other. Sure. Because you're dismissing a lot of valid arguments and points. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so to, go ahead. I feel like from from a legislative per- perspective, Alabama was faced with, with the, I guess, the situation of saying, okay, Alabama, look, we know that, we know that y'all want to project this pro-life thing. But let's weave in an exception for incest and rape. Still do whatever you want out there, but let's just put these two clauses in there. And Bama says, no. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? You know, it, it, again, it just, it just, it keeps Alabama. Why do you think they did that? Dude, it, forgive me for this, Walker. But we, we've lived here all of our lives. We don't know what it, I mean, we, no, we don't know what it's like to live anywhere else because I know I haven't lived anywhere else. Right. But... I believe incest on some weird level is celebrated in the state. You can joke about, you know, you, you, we hear the outwardly jokes about people in Alabama don't wear shoes and they're all married to their cousins, right? I, I do think there are specific parts of this state where that act is celebrated. And I think there are direct ties and direct links all the way to Montgomery, Alabama, our state's capital. Hmm. Okay. 
again, I, I think I, at this point we're just giving ideas and things that we believe, and you yeah. know, I'm freely speaking <laughs> my mind right now. I've heard people talk about, and I think Charlemagne alluded to it on the Breakfast Club, but I heard it first elsewhere. Um, a lot of people believe because of we know white supremacy is real, right? Right. One of the biggest things about white supremacy is the fear of being genetically wiped out. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so anything that doesn't contribute to um, increasing the numbers, so to speak, yeah. is considered loss. Right. So abortion is a loss. And and there have been studies showing that their fertil- like fertility issues are becoming prominent within the white community. Are you serious? I have to go. I have to prove I don't have it, that with me. Okay. But I've heard people talk about that. Interesting. And so anything is considered a loss. Homosexuality. That if you notice, conservatives are really against that. Right. Right. We're still balking at that from a state perspective. That's considered a loss because as long as you have people homosexuals, they're not procreating. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a loss. Abortion is a loss. You have. And again, you know how our state is about uh, interracial dating and interracial marriages and that whole thing. That's a loss. Right. Because that child. I mean, who has the dominant uh, a black person, a white person getting together and making a child, they're not producing a white person. Right. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you, you have to... And to me, I think it's a bit silly because of no one... Like, if it's... Because I think the way it's written is that there's no penalty against the person having the abortion. You're punishing the doctors. So, mm. they're making it illegal for them and, and it's something strict. It's like, what... Up to what ninety nine years in prison Correct. or something like, like that. We alluded to in our last one, yeah. But, yeah, but that I'm I'm glad you pointed that out because the details in that were that penalty was going to be carried on to either the woman or the man. The judge would decide that. But I, you know, I believe when that when that made it to the Senate floor, it just got pounced on. But then they transferred that to the doctor who would administer said procedure. So I'm right. glad you brought that up. So. What I heard someone say is this is not getting rid of abortion. It's getting rid of safe abortions. Right. It's going you know it's going to be a you know it's going to be a black market. It's for going that. underground, Walker. and you wonder who's going to profit off of that. Right. That's you're, you're preaching because right I'm now, wondering. Walker. I'm wondering because oftentimes, okay, you look at the war on drugs. Right. Right. This is good. How was drugs really caused when you consider our, what neighborhoods were impacted mm. by that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like what neighborhoods were impacted by that? And it, there are studies, and I do have this, that when you talk about abortions, who you think is leading the pack from a percentage standpoint getting abortions? Mm. Black and Hispanics. Right, right. So if you're outlawing that, and, and here's what I was telling my wife. I'm I'm willing to not complain about it, about you passing this law. But if you're going to mandate that people have babies that they're creating, you also have to address policies, laws and practices that encourage racism, Mm. discrimination, sexism, right? All these issues that are affecting people of color, black people especially, 
that makes it hard to raise a healthy baby in this world. You look right. at the issues that women are having just trying to just have a, a regular pregnancy. Right. You, you hear about Serena Williams situation that she mm, had. Yeah. You hear. And, and she's a I mean, she's a star. Sure. How many other women have suffered in silence with similar problems who don't have a name? Mm. Right. So if you're not going to address these issues that women are having, then I think it's criminal. It's just as much criminal for you to force them to have babies that there is no assistance to help them with. As opposed to the person deciding they don't want to have the baby. Mm. I think it's just as criminal sure. to me. So I feel that I feel that when you look at the communities that will get impacted by this, I think it's just wrong. Mm. I think it's wrong. You again drugs just didn't infiltrate our communities by our own by our own self we had some assistance with that and there are people profiting off of that so i wonder who's going to profit off of this black market that we're creating in terms of abortions because we all know people will still be having abortions absolutely right absolutely and it's almost as if we can outlaw it but we know it's going to happen then how do we get in there and sink our teeth in and get a piece of the pie right you know what I mean? It, that, to me, that's what I'm wondering because at the end of the day, it boils down to money. It boils down to money. Everything does. And you're 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 saving numbers, quote unquote. Right. But it's I don't know, bro. It's 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 interesting to hear people's takes on it. Um. Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear people's takes. I I know it's it can almost sound like a cop out to not take a side. That's why I say I lean towards pro choice, but I do I do point out the the the, pod, the points that to me are valid on both sides but of the it. Subject Walker is just too incredibly nuanced to and, be to be all the way on one side, right? And yeah. the question is like, okay, Alabama, if you're gonna do the, I feel like I'm repeating what you just said, but you're gonna have to deal with these thousands of other issues that stem from that. Right. You're going to have to define what abortion is. Right. Right. That's that's not easy. And you're going to trust Alabama to do that. And you're cutting you're cutting down on government assistance to help people in these situations cuz wow. in many cases it's going to be the woman by herself raising this baby. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. And and part part of me the I guess the the humanist side of me Feels a little hypocrite. <laughs> Feels a little hypocrism as well, because it's just like. Then again, that's still that's still a life, you know. Sure. And to your point, that's why that's why you kind of have to lean one direction, and you have to approach everything at a situational, sure. situational value. Sure. It, it's, there's not there's not you can't say every kid's gonna come in here the same way. Right. But I feel like, and, and and this is part of my own personal struggle of seeing things in black and white. I think from a judicial standpoint or a governmental standpoint, I think Alabama sees everything in black and white. And you can read between the lines on that if you want to. Sure, so. sure, sure. Um, yeah, it, it's just interesting to me to see people who are on the extreme side on both sides. Because I have yeah. an issue. I have an issue because we talked about it earlier in the week um, with Alyssa Milano. You sure, yeah. And she is like, like super feminism, you know. I mean, to me, this is a case of feminism go, gone wrong, in my opinion, right? Because 
for those who don't know, Lisa Milano, she was I think she was on the show Who's the Boss back in the day. Um, but she's been she's a she's a feminist and I think this is she was referring to Georgia. Like Alabama hadn't hadn't passed uh, their law yet. So she was <laughs> she had made a tweet basically alluding to the fact that they're taking away women's ability to protect themselves or to, you know, yeah, basically protect themselves. And so basically she called for a sex strike to garner support against these laws and for women until women can properly protect themselves. They're going to go on a sex strike basically. Right. I mean, it sounds logical to me, Walker. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I want to hear it. I mean, I mean, if you don't allow anybody to have sex with you, then you Gatry's just, being just... funny. <laughs> Gatry's being funny. You handle abortion, right? <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? <laughs> well, that was easy. Uh, well, listen, you gotta, you gotta get out of here with that. Like, you're, you're a player of the week nominee. With this one, you lucked up because somebody did something <laughs> more crazier than 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 you. Jeez, but I mean, you want people to win. I, here's the deal. Here's what you need to understand about about us in the, on this podcast. I don't think we're haters. No, I don't think we're. You didn't say that with confidence. We we hate on certain things. Are you a hater? No. Okay. I don't think I'm. A, I don't think I'm a hater. No. I don't. Well, no. <laughs> Don't think about yourself. Right. Yeah, I, take yourself out of the equation. Continue on, because yeah. I'm going to talk myself into it eventually. I actually, bigged you up for being a great parent. Come Thanks. on now, give me something. I just think on the on the grand spectrum of everything that happens in life, you got to hate on something. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so. But just that doesn't make you a hater. Oh, okay. Because I think haters just it becomes natural. Sure. Okay. Like I just you just find something like eh, you know it's always you. you it's almost like you look at the the glass half empty. Yeah. Pro- approach, right? Yeah. So I think yeah. it's kind of part of your makeup to being a hater is that it ain't always it ain't as good as you think it is. Uh, you know, that that to me to me that's what I think. Now, yes, I have definitely hated on You, yeah. hate, you hate nails. Hate nails? Yeah. <laughs> In my foot, yes. In my In tire. tire. <laughs> yes. But no. But so no, yeah, we're Generally speaking, we're not haters. Yeah. So, uh, my thing is this. Her basis for saying that. <laughs> Last time I checked, you had abstinence. That's one way you can predict. Listen, I heard. At, listen, I heard abstinence has a very high success rate. Yeah, it does. You're not gonna. Have, you're not gonna bring a baby to the world if you're being abstinent, right? Right. Right. Now, if you decide not to be, there are other provisions for that. Right. Okay. There's birth control. Hey, look, yeah. look at there. Yeah. Uh, you have condoms. Right. Both male and female condoms. Right. Yeah. Um. And this if is you the decide, IED you can get to the women can get. Yeah. yeah. And if you decide to do none of those, I don't know how successful this is. I've never had to use it, but the morning after pill. Uh, yeah. Again, is it's that enough. A, is that abortion, Walker? No. Okay. No, I don't well, think so. Stay tuned because K. Ivy's going to tell us what it is in a few weeks. In five, four, 
But you know what I mean? Yeah. Her basis for that was ridiculous because there are already methods out there that women can use to protect themselves, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So, and not to even mention, you're 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 withholding sex from the person that you love and care about. Last time I checked to get what you want. Last time I checked, wasn't that manipulation? It is, Walker. But here's part of your problem with that theory. And I thought about this after we talked about it. Um, you're taking it from your own vantage point. You're taking it as in husband and wife, right? Mm-hmm. Sex happens with other parties. Sure, right? she's married. That's why I'm. That's why I'm. That's yeah. why I'm bringing that into the conversation as well. Okay. Well, it's just, you still love the person, even if you're. I, I think there are people who don't love each other who are having sex with each other. I think that's a real thing. Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I can't speak to that, but I know it's happening somewhere on this globe. <laughs> All I know is that coworker of mine who's married was like, I think she has a point. Oh my goodness. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs> anyway. Um, but she, she didn't say that she would practice this. She, she just said. She considered it. No, no, she did. No, I know what you're thinking, but I'm just saying, yeah, she she felt like she would consider it. And to that, I told her she was crazy. <laughs> Should have told her she was trash. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably should have, but. Yeah. Anyway, I like I can't even think of anything. I so, mean, this is so this is so like so off the cuff. I just don't even know how to deal with it. It didn't even fly. Listen, I, it didn't it's give Kanye the, Sunday service. Like you see it, but you don't know what it is. <laughs> we have yet to talk about that. By the <laughs> way, we don't know what it is. <laughs> they never stopped us from talking about something. <laughs> We're talking about Alyssa Milano. Okay, look, before I get off the Kanye, but yeah, go ahead, <laughs> Melissa. We know you're listening. <laughs> you should thank your sweet ovaries <laughs> that somebody did something much more stupid than you did this week because you're not our player of the week, although you were in the talks. But anyway, so let me ask you this as we close on the abortion conversation. So is are we going to do what we normally do when stuff like this happens and we're embarrassed in our state? What do we normally do? Wait for football season to come around in Alabama <laughs> to kick tail and we have state pride again. 97 days, Walker, as of this recording. All right. 97 <laughs> days, all is well. <laughs> hey, want to want to give them one? You want to give them a good old chant for us? Walker, I'm not doing that. Why not? Because that's what you want me to do. That's exactly what I want you to do. I'm that's why I asked. It. Why I'm not? not doing it. Show some pride in the state. No. I can't. I'm embarrassed about Alabama right now. I'll keep that in mind months later. That's what I said right now, Walker. Listen to the words that I speak to this microphone. I'd keep that in mind. Can I keep it in mind? Can you can you bring us on to our next topic, please? Segment. Whatever. What's that segment, Gadry? It's discuss or trash. Or like I used to call it, discuss or walker. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Let me tell you what's so funny. <laughs> Gatry would tell a joke and here's what I like about you. Here's what I like about you. Here's what I like about you, Gat. 
You don't need me to, to join in for you to be tickled at yourself. I like that about you. I love that about you. I think that's great. Thank you I think God. that's great. But you trash. Don't, you want you to... <laughs> don't change. Okay. I mean, laughing at yourself, not being trash. Anyway, uh, what you got, man? I'm gonna throw one at throw, throw a topic lead us out off there. Here. DJ Khaled. Let's discuss that. DJ Khaled dropped an album on Friday, Walker. I've listened to about 60% of it, Mm -hmm. but there is one track in particular. Is it the one with Nip? Yes, named Higher with Nipsey Hussle. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard a better song this year. And I've heard a lot of music. I'm not... That's not saying much. That's not saying much. What hot songs have come out this year so far? How much time are you going to give me? What hot songs have come out this year? How much time are you going to give me? Walker, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you don't come at OVO. I'm just saying they've been... Qu- oh, they have released... Drake. So what... Okay, what, name one lie I just told. Have they been quiet this year? Drake's been at the Raptors games. <laughs> I don't even know why, because they looking like they're about to get 40 <laughs> We're not talking about this right now. Okay. okay. Let's bring it back to higher, okay? Drake's Drake's already at the arena right now. Can I, Walker? Can I? Roof for Toronto? No. What's your question? <laughs> I meant what we what we Toronto's we, done, by the way. <laughs> really? But more on that later. Um <laughs> <laughs> Walker. I just I need you. I need you to go and listen to this track. I will. But what's important to note, Walker, about this track is that DJ Khaled, through some kind of way, is going to do- donate proceeds from this song. I don't know. I don't even know how you do that, but he's going to donate proceeds from this song to the Marathon Foundation, which I think is incredible. But as great as that is, I still want you to listen to the track because the track sonically is incredible. Gotcha. You know, as you were saying that, you know what I was thinking about? <laughs> I just said Toronto was going to get 40. That was not okay. That I was didn't a catch double on unta- time. Oh, yeah. That's shout out to 40. That was hot. You missed that. I missed it. That was that was well played. Goodness. Anyway, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I even brought that up. You, you were mentioning something about Nipsey and uh, yeah. Khaled. <laughs> Next topic, Walker. <laughs> Thank you for discussing that one, by the way. That's gracious. Savage. All right. Um, are you a fan of Ava DuVernay? Well, I'm gonna be honest with you, Walker. Oh God, I had no idea who she was when you said her name yesterday. <laughs> Your group chat is going to kill you. They're, again. Gonna, they're gonna assassinate me again. <laughs> they're gonna resurrect you from last week and kill you again. You didn't know who Ava DuVernay was. I, I can be honest because this is a good space for that. I it is. I didn't it know is. who she was. I still don't know who she is because I didn't go look her up after we talked about it. She's black, right? Discuss or trash her Netflix docu- documentary on the Central Park Five. You 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 do know about them, right? I don't even know about them. You you you. Please tell me you're making that up. I have no recollection of what you're speaking. I'm being serious. I have no idea. None. The Central Park Five was a group of young guys who were, it was turned out, was falsely accused of raping a girl who was actually raped and, assault, and assaulted in, the, in Central Park in New York. This happened back in 
I want to say either late 80s. I want to say. Yeah, I want to say it was back in like late 80s when this when this took place. Okay. And it was very controversial. One of the things that was Donald Trump got a bad rap about was that he was one of the ones who was was pushing for these guys to receive the death penalty. Oh. He was pushing for that. Okay. And it turns out that those guys like did not do it. They were absolved. And Ava DuVernay's documentary will detail from their account because for much, a lot has been said about the situation from the authorities, police, the girl who was raped and assaulted. Um, But no one actually heard those guys' story. Sure. And Ava DuVernay actually worked, you know, she did that documentary and talked about it. Ava DuVernay also did the 13th documentary on Netflix. Oh, that's who she is? Yeah, that was really good, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, have you seen my black car? <laughs> no one has seen your black car. <laughs> sure haven't. Anyway, what's what you got next, man? Um, I have <laughs> Black History Month. No. Um, <laughs> what? Oh yeah, Hoover Schools. Trash. Okay. <laughs> so it's my go. Yeah. Um, Megan Good. You know about her? Yes. She's visually appealing. Okay. Give me a little bit more before I decide if I'm going to discuss her trash. It. So Megan Good was, I believe, you know, D.L. Hughley has a show on, I think, TV One. Okay. I think. And I think it was either his radio show or his TV show. Okay. I, I don't know which is which, but she made a comment because, you know, she's married to Devon Franklin who's a minister, but he's like a producer. Like he's in the Hollywood entertainment industry as well. He does some, you know, producing and stuff like that. He produces secular content. I don't know what kind of content he produces, but that's part of his title. Well, let's discuss this. Okay. So, but he is no, he is a seventh day Adventist, I think. Oh, wow. And, you know, preacher or whatever. Yeah. And so they got married a few years back and it was, controversial so to speak because she's been regarded as a secular actress or whatever right she's a devout christian um loves god you know things she professes which you know i have no reason to disagree um but she made a comment on dio hughley's show as to why she doesn't attend church as much anymore and she alluded to the fact that you know i love god i love you know but people are so judgmental and she just she just doesn't have like her spirit can't handle that. So basically, she's not attending church because people have been judgmental towards her and mistreating her or whatnot. Do you want to discuss this? Yes. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Be- because I, I'm a I'm a much uh, much more rounded and a much more sharper thinking person because of our recording last week. Okay. I receive this as an insecurity. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. So considering that, what you taught me, Walker, and our listeners, no sense of us trying to make sense of it. Actually, I am going to make sense of this a little bit. I have an opinion about it. Okay. So so here's the deal. My seatbelt's on already. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guess I'm going to carry this conversation because he's, he's ready. Um, so here's the deal. There are a lot of people who feel like this, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Would you agree? That There's, choose not to go to church because of they think people are judging them. Or people are. It's okay. not so much of a think. I'm pre- okay, let's be let's be clear. Sure. Let's be clear. I I, I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Um still go to church. In my times of being in church, I have been talked about. I've been rejected. I've been offended. I have I've also while I was at college was president of a campus ministry. Right? So even in that time, I had people who I knew was dogging me out, but when they come around me, dap me up, speak to me like it was all good, right? I've, I mean, I've, I've seen this on a much smaller scale, okay? Okay. So I can relate to people who get turned off from church because they come across certain people who are judgmental, who are not not nice people. Sure. Right? I can relate to that. Okay. And I'm pretty sure she is catching it because of what she does. Right? She's an actress, and I think she's she's caught a lot. She catches a lot of heat over certain scenes she does. Okay. It's a scene. Sure. Right? Here's my thing toward to her. I feel that even in that regard, most people are disillusioned when they leave church. Here's why I say that. God never promised you that because you love him and you love his people, that they were going to be nice to you. Uh, Right. Right. That's scripture. In fact, Jesus says, blessed are those when people revile you and persecute you and speak all manner of evil against you. He even tells you to rejoice Mm -hmm. because great is your reward in heaven. Right. Yeah. So in other words, I'm not doing this for people's praise of me. This is something that's between me and God, me serving me having a relationship with him me even going to church has nothing to do with people that's between me and god not only that megan good is influential she's talented she has gifts and there are i'm sure young girls who probably look up to her yeah and they need what megan good brings to the table just like they need what you bring to the table what i bring to the table they need us they need us present in church Right. Right. So when I remove myself from that environment, guess what? My talents do. They're removed. My gifts. They're removed. Her story. It's removed. Now they don't have access to your story. Now, granted, she has a platform that she can speak publicly. Absolutely. But I'm pretty sure. Like she did here. <laughs> well, my whole point is, is something about that mentorship, that face to face. I think she should be in church. Because I feel like there is a place for her in church to not remove herself because some people disapprove of what you do with your life. That's that's my thing. I don't I don't agree with that. Okay. I don't agree with that. And I know a lot of people struggle with that, but I'm I'm telling you, as someone who's felt what other people felt, I know that again, I have a purpose and, and God has a plan for my life, and it's not always about me. True. So I can't be moved by people rejecting me. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. You led this by saying she's appealing to the eye. How many men do you think are judging her? Oh, I mean, they're human and yeah, numerous. (laughs) Men judging her? Yeah. You're judging her? 
Yeah, I mean, you you take judgment in negative light, Walker. No, no, no. I mean, judging her like she's like she's saying. People are judging her and and hating on her. Negatively judging. Negatively. Not many. Not many. Why is that? Uh, They want to see her walk down the aisle. Okay. So the judgment is coming from who? Women. Hmm. Can women be a little petty? Yeah. Can women be a little catty? Yeah. Can women be jealous that you got someone who, and her husband's not a bad looking guy. You got someone who... He's a pastor too, right? Right. Okay. So there's power which women love, so... You don't think women are hating on her because of that? And judging her and have this idea of how she should carry herself and this, that, and the other and crowning themselves God and passing abortion laws on people. And (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? It it snowballs really quickly. (laughs) So a lot of it is just women being catty to me. And I'm sure... You don't think she's mature enough to know that and still be able to go to church and deal with that. I'm just saying she's disillusioned. I'm saying because she said that you would expect God's people not to do that, which she's right. Oh, okay, okay. She's right. Right. But they're still people. True. Right? Which means we're flawed to the Which is why you even have church in the first place. Because if we all had it together, we wouldn't need God. We wouldn't need the word. We wouldn't need Sunday service, Wednesday Bible study, all these other things that help us to grow and mature spiritually. Okay. Right? Facts. Yeah. So that's why I say she's disillusioned because you have an expectation of people that while I agree we should be examples, but people at different levels of their spirituality and their walk. Yeah. There are people who are mature. Again, going to college doesn't mean that everyone's going to be a scholar. That's true. Right. You have people flunk out. You have people don't study. You have people do all sorts of stuff. Right. Right. Just because you walk through the doors of a university doesn't make you a Rhodes Scholar. You got to work. You still have to do the work. Church is the same way. Just because you walk through those doors doesn't make you a spiritual giant. What you got? Do you? But do you think? Do you think every church is for everybody? No. So maybe she's not the right church. Maybe. Now she generalized. No, 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 no. She no, no, generalized no. that. She generalized it by saying church people. I don't think so she cast a, a wide net. I don't think there's a place. Listen, get you can be in the right place and still deal with this stuff. Just because you're in the right place doesn't mean that you're exempt from people being people. True. I, I guess we're all equipped to handle things differently. And maybe she's maybe she just. Maybe she's just built to handle different issues, and this is just the one that she can. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I understand. I don't think there's. I don't think there's anywhere in this world you're gonna go where you can get away from criticism. No, especially not this studio. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Gotcha. I, I feel that. I feel like what she she has a great opportunity to make an impact. She loves God. She and she, she can still make an impact, but don't run away from church because of other people's opinions of you. I think that that's running. You're, okay. you're that's a cop out. I'll give you that. That's a cop out. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, what else you got? Um, Deontay Wilder. <laughs> discuss. You don't want to discuss it. Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. So by this point, just well, no, we don't all know. 
Deontay Wilder, uh, native of Tuscaloosa, Alabama, mm-hmm. is the heavyweight champion in the world and uh, beat some guy named Brazil last night in less than a minute. Uh, beat him with a knockout, punched him in the chin, whatever. Okay, he's heavy still and still heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. Sure. What I want to discuss is this: is this man's psyche? Is he is he really crazy, or is this just a show? And let me preface that, Walker. Earlier this week, he made some comments while smiling, talking about he was going to kill somebody. He almost did. Yeah. <laughs> did you see that guy like wobbling after the hit? It I was like him, I saw him on the ground. He hit the guy, and the guy fell. And he was like twitching, like the guy was twitching. Yeah, he's going to feel that like twenty years later. But, it, I mean, boxing is a showman. How much did he make? Do you know how much he made? I don't know. You got to look that up. Okay. Because you got to ask yourself, how much does a Twitch cost? Because <laughs> <laughs> I may want that Twitch if the price is right. <laughs> Again, what? listeners, uh, that co-host application is on our website. <laughs> just saying you gotta ask yourself how much is a twitch worth really you know the price is right hey you taking 40 m's for a twitch deontay i'm hey i'm you're taking a right you're taking a right i don't know punches you're taking a right jab i'm going to deontay wilder for 40 m's you're not a hook i don't know what he hit him with when deontay wilder like hits people he reaches all the way back into Tuscaloosa and then hits them. <laughs> you ever seen him swing Infinity at people? Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like he, dude, he he punches. He's a fighter. Yeah, like he's not a boxer. No, he's a fighter. Yeah, he's gonna take you to the back when alley. He, yeah, when he, it's a lot behind that punch. Sure, and he's a big dude. Right. So my thing is, I will gladly introduce flopping. Into the boxing ring. Okay. He ain't got even hit. He can hit me a little bit. That hook, I'm flopping with it. I'm flopping. He's not gonna connect really. You're, the, you're gonna see it covered in just no, the wind. The wind off his glove <laughs> is gonna push me back, and I'm just gonna get and I'm getting my twitch on. You sound I, like you would do that for far less than 40 years. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Alright. <laughs> Alright, next topic walk. <laughs> Get me out of here. Uh, anyway, um, NBA playoffs. <laughs> of course, we're discussing this one. I can't wait. My knuckles. I can't. I can't wait. But I'm going to bring us in with humor on this one. So, uh, I was watching Sports Center one morning, and uh, <laughs> I don't watch Sports Center as much as I used to. But they they highlighted. Um, the Curry, the Curry parents, right? Sure. You know, there's been a dilemma on like which parents gonna wear which jersey. So First lo- world problems. Yeah, yeah. So my lovely wife sees this and she's intrigued so much to ask ask me the question, Walker. Who are the Currys? No. Okay. I'm just playing. <laughs> just playing. If our sons were in a similar situation, <laughs> whose jersey would you? Ooh, and this is this is when your wife realizes just how trash you are. Dude, Walker, I laughed so hard. <laughs> Dude, I'm you trying do- to wear my son's T-ball jersey right now. I mean, you think I'm 
No. <laughs> you wear a jersey. If we're in that situation, you wear a jersey you want to. You're not wearing a jersey. No, I am wearing a jersey. Who are you wearing? I'm wearing Noah's jersey. <laughs> Why I mean, I'm at, the, I'm at the point where I'm gonna get it tattooed on my skin and show up shirtless. I'm not wearing anything else. <laughs> Why is that? Why is that? If, so, if, so if we got if we got a situation where we where our sons are playing against each other, so and I'm, I gotta pick one jersey. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying Abraham is a beast, though. He is a beast. His but, jersey's not going on my back. Now, when he plays other teams, yeah, I'm gonna I'm wear your jersey, son. Did you go up against Noah? <laughs> Hope you packed a lunch. <laughs> I'm rocking Noah's jersey, dude. No so question. when he so when he tells you, I think you love Noah better than me, and you go, I don't know, son. <laughs> I love you both the same. <laughs> I do love them both the same, but again, we're talking situationally. I'm, I'm. That's what the jersey is, I'm wearing. Why that one? Because it's Noah. Self-explanatory. So, I don't know what else. What else you want me? He's to He's your say? favorite. I, you said it, not me. But you didn't. You didn't. You didn't disagree. Well, <laughs> you are garbage. You hear me? And I embrace that. Okay. But, but again, you're you're thinking you're taking it you're taking a wide scope. I want you to look at the situation. She asked me if we were in what the did same she say? situation. She I mean she just kinda shook her head and went on in the room. But it's just like this is this isn't a discussion. <laughs> again, Walker, you're missing the point. If if my youngest son is playing the Denver Nuggets, I'm going to the game and I got his jersey on my back. Right? But my younger son's playing Noah. This is you don't have to convince me that you're that you're yeah you don't have to convince me you don't have to convince me. I, 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 we got your See, answer, son. I love you. I love you. <clears throat> Do you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, Walker NBA playoffs. Warriors Bucks. Okay, so it's already it's already determined. Let, let me. I'm going to be aggressive here. It's gonna be two sweeps, two. So in the conference finals, yeah. Okay, two sweeps. I mean, it's easy to say that after the Warriors and Trailblazers. Yeah, is that what they're playing that. against? <laughs> You're so disrespectful. <laughs> so- I just hate it because it's like Damian Lillard's coming back to Oakland, reclaiming his roots. He wears zero in his jersey, but it's not really zero. It's an O for Oakland. And we're going to put it on for the Oak. <laughs> no, what you're putting on is for O, meaning zero wins. <laughs> so look at your jersey, since we're talking about him. Well, this series is over, and you'll see the number of wins you had in the series. <laughs> Get Dave Lillard out of here, Walker. <laughs> Real quick, (laughs) you're so disrespectful. So one more time, one more time. How do they sound when they're talking about David Lillard? Go ahead. I'm David Lillard, putting off for Oakland because that's where I was born. First of all, I earned my stripes. I couldn't have made it to Weber State without Oakland. It's not a zero; it's a O. So I am the Bay. So. 
we got into a conversation. We got into a conversation about um, last. We're recording on a Sunday as usual. The Warrior Game Three between the Warriors and the Trailblazers. Oh. Gatry, yeah, that's who played. Um, it was a tale of two halves. Yeah, no yeah. question. Um, Trailblazers came out, guns, like sense of urgency, playing for their playoff lives. Right? Can't afford to go down 3-0 because we know the the history there. No team has come back from 3-0. Right. Right. So they're playing good. They're up what 13 at the half. Yes. And we were at a restaurant. And when I got back home, I got a text from you. I think you called me. And you were like, yes, dude, are, are you, you watching, watching this? this? <laughs> and I'm like, no. I had no idea that Golden State had come back. Had no idea. Right. So we got into the conversation of who was who was the player of this game. Okay, we have two different we we, we disagree here. Yeah. Tell them who was your player of this game and why. It, there's a guy for the Warriors at Warriors number 30 that I don't even need to introduce. Okay. And it's self-explanatory. Yeah. Okay. It's like the jersey I'm wearing. So so mine was Draymond Green. And here's why I said Draymond Green. Because the argument that Gatry and I got into, Gatry's argument is Steph's the most valuable player for the Warriors. To that, I don't disagree. But the question was, who was the player of this game? Yeah. No, that yeah. wasn't the, that wasn't that the was, question. That's what it was. Was that the question that's you what, asked? That's what, you, that's what I asked, but you heard something totally different. No, I thought the question was, if you had to take one away from that game. No, that was the scenario you brought up. And you chose not to contribute to that. If you had to take one away, yeah. they probably lose. No. They probably no. lose. No. Okay. Go ahead, Walker. I'm I'm because I'm being rude again. Yeah. So here is my argument with Draymond. <clears throat> when Draymond Green played like he played last night, you have a power forward, an undersized power forward, but a power forward nonetheless, who basically acts as a second point guard on that team. Draymond Green. He had a triple double. I'm gonna give him his due. He had a triple double. He had a triple double. How did he get? Of the how playoffs. did he get that triple double? By scoring, by rebounding, and by passing. He got the triple double because for once he made the Trailblazers respect him driving to the basket. Okay. Okay. And that's how you choose to see it. They they didn't res- they didn't start respecting him. Oh. They didn't start defending Continue him. Continue on Walker. We're not gonna do this. Okay. I want you to get to your point. so. Once they started respecting him, people start getting open. He start creating shots for people who normally don't get shots. Who's Bell? Hmm? He's creating opportunities. They weren't just hitting threes all, they weren't draining threes all third quarter. They were getting twos. They were making their way back into the game. Draymond actually was balling in the second half. Balling. He was actually playing well in the first half, but he was balling. He got everyone involved, and he took the pressure off the Splash Brothers. Now now Steph starts hitting his shots. It's over. It's over. But Draymond Green balled in that game. Okay. 
Walker, can we be fair? Do you even know if Draymond Green played games one and two? Yeah. You did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you haven't said anything about his stats of those games. I said Draymond Green was a player of the game last I know, night. But, but, what does that have to do? I what need, does that have to do I with need your you point? To walk with me. Okay. If Draymond Green, which we know he wasn't nearly as effective in game one, game two as he was in game three, and still came up with wins, what makes you think game three would have been any different? Now, I'm not saying Draymond Green was absent games one and two, but you even started the conversation by saying they didn't respect him driving to the hole. Mm-hmm. Okay? And mm-hmm. what were the outcomes of these games? I'm saying Draymond Green. Answer that before you say what you're What saying. was the consequence of that? What were the outcomes of those first two games when, they didn't, scenarios. Re- when they didn't respect Draymond Different Green? Different scenarios. Because they went down by 13 at the half. Man, they went down by 13 at the half. Were they? Was it the same game? Was it the same game? Answer that. Were they, were they same scenario? You haven't answered my question. I just did. What were the what were the outcome of the first two games with Draymond Green the wasn't Warriors as effective? Thank you. That's that's all I wanted you to you say. You and I are having two different conversations. No, no, you no, do no. know that, it right? It feeds into the third game. Because I'm saying if you take Draymond Green, Green away, you essentially get him in the same capacity you had game one and game two, of which the Warriors won. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question. You remember when a few years back when they played LeBron? Who? You remember when they played LeBron and they didn't have Durant? This was a 73 and 9 year. Yeah. Okay. There was a pivotal. When Draymond kicked him in the nuts. There was a pivotal game six, game five. There was a pivotal game five, right? And Draymond Green got suspended for game five. For kicking LeBron in the nuts. Sure. Steph wasn't suspended. Did they win that game? Based on your logic. Based on your logic. Did they win that game? Who was the MVP that year? Was Curry the MVP? Curry was the MVP that year. He two-timed us. Two-time MVP that year. Unanimous. Based on your logic, they should have won that game because they didn't have Draymond. (coughs) They had Curry. Based on your logic. That's not my logic. Based on your logic. That's not my logic at all, Walker. What's because your logic? Where you're reaching is... You're, What's your logic? You're taking the best player in the universe and trying to weave him into this. And well, I'm staying with the Portland Trailblazers and Oakland's finest Damian Lillard. You won't even stay in game three, what we were talking about. But I'm staying you in start, series. You start you're bringing, four years ago. You start bringing up the previous two games. Those were two different games, two different scenarios. The Warriors were down 13 at the half. Who cares? They would have won without Draymond. Okay. Maybe, but Draymond was the player of the game. He was the player of the game. Yes, you're right. Stephen Curry was the player of the game. What else you got, Walker? You're despicable, man. Gosh. <laughs> you got any other, uh, you got anything else to discuss? Arnold? Trash. <laughs> well, I had to drop kick you in the back. <laughs> That's all I got. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Walker, here we are again at your favorite part of the recording. Let's do a shout outs, man. Our staple segments, shout outs, and player of the week. Not player of the game, player of the week. Clearly, you don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm going to go first. 
Oh, you want to go first? Not so now. emotional. Go ahead. I always go first. How old are you? <laughs> 13. <laughs> and my son. My son went Noah's. He loves curry. <laughs> so that was the play of the game. Kill yourself. Go ahead, Walker. No, you go. I'm going to grow. I'm going to grow today, and I'm going to let you go. That's what it took for you to grow? <laughs> That's what it took? Yes. My shout out goes to a few people here. Aaron Richardson, MD. Uh, Michael McGee, MD. Um, and board certified trauma surgeon and U.S. Navy veteran Ruben C. Rutland, who's also an MD. All three of the all three of these guys have MBAs. Okay, these guys have joined forces to create Premier Health Urgent Care and OCC OCC Health Center, which is a black-owned urgent care center opening in Hyde Park neighborhood in Chicago, Illinois. Okay. So here's their deal. This is what I love. This is what I love about this is they're looking to, of course, provide health care, but they also have a commitment to taking the portions of the profits from the center and donating it to the Project Outreach and Prevention Organization, also known as POP, which aims to prevent youth violence in surrounding neighborhoods by providing resources, services, and education to assist teens in making better lifelong choices wow. on this picture uh, several, several people I see uh, Jennifer Kirk let's see Renita White uh, Jermaine Henderson mm. um, there's several members all black three black women three black guys on this photo all of them are doctors Oh wow! so they've come together to create an, a black owned urgent care center and providing some of the best health care to people in the surrounding areas people of color so my shout out goes to these people who are doing big things. I love to see, I love to see a black-owned business that is not only just addressing a problem in our community and providing something that we definitely need, which is healthcare as well as resources for our next generation. So kudos to them. And I like that Walker. Yeah. What you got? My uh, my shout out is going to be really simple, but I think still impactful. Okay. Uh, I'm taking you back to the boxing ring, Walker. You know, your your 40 M's that you said you'd take for, for uh, a right jab from Deontay Wilder. Darn straight. <laughs> um, Bernard Hopkins, or now, as you will properly call him, Dr. Bernard Hopkins, huh. was awarded a PhD while honorary, but still uh, awarded a PhD from Temple University okay. last weekend. Um, while this is great, you, you can't roll out of bed and get that. So what I didn't know about Bernard Hawkins till I found this article is that this guy had been teaching classes and giving seminars with nothing to do about boxing. Hmm. So um, just talk, I, I guess essentially opening the book of his life and talking about, you know, the, the struggles he had and how he learned from them and things mm-hmm. of this and empowering the next generation. Mm-hmm. So effective to the tune of Temple saying, okay, this I think this think this earned you your honorary PhD. Okay. Amazing. So cool. 
Cool. All right. B hop. I think your I think your player of the week is a bit more funnier than this one. Okay. Because you asked me to keep it light. Yeah. <clears throat> You're gonna like this so one. honest on, on air here. Yeah. Listen, Gatry is gonna make us all listen and think about how things went today from a technological <laughs> standpoint. How depressed do you think this would have been? Right? <laughs> it's just a very dark episode. Anyway. So my player of the week goes out to the rising seniors of Memorial High School in Houston, Texas. I don't know if you've heard of this. But towards the end of the school year, this past week, I believe, uh, Memorial High School, the, the, the juniors, which would be rising seniors, have a week called Spirit Week. Everyone had remembered Spirit Week back in school. Usually it was a week of homecoming. Right? I don't like where you're going, Walker. <laughs> I know you don't. So you would have like pajama day or you'll have tacky day, tacky day, whatever. Yeah. So from what I've heard, different accounts, but what was actually a sanctioned day on that Tuesday was Jersey day. So you'll wear jerseys. Okay. Okay. Sounds jersey. Seem to be a, a theme on this podcast. You today. and I had a jersey back in the day, right? I had numerous. All right. Still got some of them. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Steph's? <laughs> anyway, here's where it goes left. Some students showed up, and some of them, and I'm showing Gatry, about to show him a picture of some of these photos. Some of them showed up. And in between them, they coined it Thug Day. Oh, my goodness. Okay. There's a photo of girls with, they they got on bandanas. They've braided their hair to the back like cornrows. Oh Some of them got like little stuff in their mouth like grills. Uh, Some of them like act like they got tattoos on and whatnot. And they called it thug day amongst them <laughs> now the school ended up canceling the rest of spirit week because of course this went this got out on the internets yes, right of course and and just trended right so the reason why i want to i want to point this out okay because we, we saw the school kind of shut everything down after things got out of hand or whatever right i wanted to, i wanted to make the school my player of the week but we understand we understand this here's what i want to talk about this is more of a teachable moment right okay. maybe you were like me yet when you were younger and no. you just felt <laughs> i was a reasonable human <laughs> and by that matter i know you wasn't like me so anyway <laughs> Because you lie to yourself is what you do. I wasn't doing that at my show. Anyway, so here's a here's the thing. I felt like racism would die down as we got older. Yeah. As older generations die off, I'm with this you. stuff would go away. Right. So when I see generations behind me doing stuff like this, you know what that tells me, Gatry? What's that? That this type of stuff is still being taught. Absolutely. Right? And what's happening is because something something we don't hardly talk about is cultural appropriation, right? Yeah. This is a nice example of cultural appropriation because it's used to mock elements 
that you've pulled from either hip hop culture or just black culture in general. Right. Braids is a big part of black culture. Absolutely. Right. Doesn't make you a thug because you wear braids, right? Mm-hmm. They have on jerseys. There's nothing about you that screams thug, right? Yet you own some jerseys. Right. I used to own jerseys, right? Yeah. If you want to have a tattoo, go for it. Doesn't sure. make you a thug because white people have tattoos, right? Absolutely. All right. Um. So they're projecting an image of what it is to be a thug. Sure. Now, I took it upon myself. I was just curious. I was just curious. Just curious. I looked up the definition of a thug. Let's go, Walker. I love where you're going here. Okay. The definition, I I just put it in my phone. Okay? The definition of a thug is a violent person, especially a criminal. Hmm. Hmm. So, so... So basically, a thug by definition, right, doesn't have anything to do with how you look, per se. It's based on your actions. Well, there's always more than one definition. Oh, absolutely. Term. So let's not stop at the first definition. So what's what's the let's let's see here. The second definition is a member of a religious organization of robbers and assassins in India. You want to go to the... Well, there's always two. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm clearly being sarcastic here, but... Okay. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Urban Dictionary has their own definition of a thug. Sure. Right? right. So, yeah, it's, it's... A thug is something... As Tupac defined it, a thug is someone who is going through struggles, has gone through struggle. Well, that could be a white person, could it? No, only black people struggle. Oh. <laughs> I mean, you talked about your struggles this morning. I mean, not this morning, but early in this, in this podcast. Thug life. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You My represent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Holler if you hear me. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. That is you. why I show up every week. <laughs> but most of the technical definitions is a violent person. Right. But yet, in your your world a thug is black stuff that's the and that's why i have divorced that word thug because i felt like that is code word for black people oh yeah code word because if you want to dress up like a thug based on the definition how come these white girls didn't dress up like dylan roof or some of these other white kids who have blown up schools or shot up shut up movie theaters and and you know what i mean those are thugs those are violent that people seems like violent behavior those are criminals that's a thug yeah but what does the media refer to them as troubled individuals yes. mentally mentally yeah. challenged yes. right but we get thugs and we ain't hurt no we get called thugs and no, no one got hurt no right right so to me, it speaks to a bigger problem in our society in which we have reserved certain terms for certain people. And it goes back to even the we mentioned it earlier, the 13th documentary by Ava DuVernay, in which there was a plot to project black men as being thought of as dangerous. Sure. Right. That's an age old tactic. And so to see these young kids who don't know any better do this, they didn't get that just from anyone right that was taught to them and i feel like it's important too 
for us as black people that we work to control the narrative that society is putting out about us. How do we do that? There's a book out called How the How. Hmm, I don't want to say it wrong, but it's basically I'm paraphrasing how the how the Jewish people built Hollywood or something like that. Okay. And it talks about how they began to pull money together, resources together, build studios, and they begin to put out content that they wanted. They begin to control the narrative about themselves. And they all bought in and they, and they all supported it. Absolutely. I feel like that is a blueprint for how we should move as a community. Hmm. Right? Okay. Because you can't control the narrative about Jewish people. You'll get accused of being called anti-Semitic. Mm. Come on, Walker. Right? And it doesn't have to be anything terrible. They just don't want you putting a narrative out there about them that they didn't endorse. Correct. That's the point. Sure. Right? So I'm saying we should take a page out of their book and do the same. Mm. Now, that's not an overnight solution, no. but it is a solution that I think that's workable. And we won't allow people to project things onto us that we don't co-sign or agree with. So I feel like this is a teachable moment. They're my player of the week. And I feel like we just should just, you know, be on guard about stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible though. Anyway. What you got? I, I, I don't know how to take us out on a lighter note. Okay. Yeah, let's let's lighten this thing up. My player of the week, Mr. Walker, uh, Lamar Odom. Before before you go any further, it's called an empire of their own. How the Jews invented Hollywood. So it's a Claude Anderson masterpiece. No, oh, it's by Neil Gabler. Okay, it's out on Amazon too. By the way, it's an empire of their own. I think Neil's one of our listeners, actually. Okay, <laughs> shout out to Neil. <laughs> um. To end on a light note, my player of the week is Lamar Odom. This week, Walker, Lamar um, <laughs> Lamar revealed that he's putting it together uh, a memoir of things that have happened to him, you know, from his youth leading up to current times. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Lamar Odom recently has been heavily involved in drugs and prostitution and what is this? Is it a brothel? Is where he was? He needs to write a book. Okay. Well, he, he's starting that. You know, he starts with the memoirs and they mature and they get to a book. He needs a book. Um, uh, his book is probably fire. Yeah. 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 Um, so in in discussing the things that he was going to reveal in his memoir, um, he took us back to I think it was two thousand something. Anyway, Lamar Odom was lobbying for a position on the USA basketball team for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And knowing that he had been, he at the time been heavily using drugs, he was trying to think, well, how am I going to get past the drug test? So, you know what most people do in the situation? They'll find somebody with clean urine and find a way to sneak <laughs> it into their, you know, sneak it in their <laughs> test. But Lamar Odom says, no. You want to take it to the next level? I'm take it to the next level. So... Yeah, I'm going to get my boys urine because I know it's clean. But I'm also going to go as far as to ordering a fake penis just so I can conceal my boys urine behind it. <laughs> so that 
at the beginning of the drug test when they when they look at me they can tell that I don't have anything so mm-hmm. Lamar Odom proceeded to doing this and according according to him hid his homeboy's urine in his balls <laughs> I know I, I was thinking of it too as I read it and proceeded to pass in the drug test <laughs> but he wanted to talk, to talk about how obnoxious this fake penis was and I don't know Walker <laughs> I was laughing reading this and I was just like I'm not going to find anything better than this oh god this but, is great but Walker you, you, you asked me a really compelling question and to which I don't have an answer but Walker asked me how did he play himself he did what he had to do to pass a drug test, right? And I don't know if he if he doesn't play himself, is he not a player of the week? Because I'm being honest, I don't see it. I don't think he played himself. When you asked me, I was like, this, I mean, it, it's it's foolery, it's foolish, it's funny to talk about, but I don't I don't know if he played himself. He only played himself if he got caught, right? Right. And he didn't get caught. He wanted to play for the Olympic team that I think they silvered or bronze that year. Um. But yeah, so you can argue that he did all that for a bronze me- silver or bronze medal. <laughs> I, I don't know. That I remember that Olympic team that he was on, and they yeah they underperformed like no one's business. Sure. No one wanted to play really. Well, so. no one. Yeah, I think wasn't that the year of the wasn't it like a lockout or something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. They yeah. just couldn't get anybody a list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to do that. You did not have to do that. <laughs> anyway, Lamar, you still get my player of the week. As as funny and foolish as that was, you didn't play yourself, but you're still my player of the week. Okay. Sure. I don't think he played himself. He didn't. I think it's it's kind of swag that he pulled it off. Is that something you would do, Walker? For 40 mil? <laughs> Absolutely. Walker, before we close out this podcast. I want to ask. <laughs> I'm switching. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I'm going to ask you, along with our listeners, if you have a Netflix subscription or your homeboy's Netflix subscription, watch a movie called See You Yesterday. Oh, I saw that. You I haven't did. seen it, but I, I've seen it as, okay. on the listing. Yeah. It's not a Spike Lee joint, but it was produced by Spike Lee. Okay. I think he when he directs them, they're Spike Lee joints. Okay. Okay. Um, and just to whet your appetite a little bit, if you can envision sci-fi meeting black cultural issues, that's what this film is going to give you. So it's just super abstract, mm-hmm. but the way it meets in the middle and what culminates, yeah. it checks so many boxes. Gotcha. So if you like different things, if you like creative, please. The movie's only an hour and a half. Watch it. So if it you like phenomenal. different and you like creative, I got to see it. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So that's all I got, Walker. Okay. All right. So, you know, Jordan didn't score 60 every night. You know, there's there's some games where he just came out and put a strong 13 in the basket. I feel like this recording resembles those types of games. Oh, no, 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 no. You score like 27. You think okay, okay, yeah, twenty-seven. Don't gotcha. do that. Don't do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Or look at it this way: we got a triple-double, and we scored twenty that way. Walker. Yeah, and still got player of the game. Anyways, um, stop being so negative. What's wrong with you, dude? What's wrong with you? 
Let me balance you out here. It's okay. No. It's, it's okay. It's not. It's not okay. Hey, hold that thought. Guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to our episode. Uh, again, go back out to thetippingpoint.com to get all of our content. Uh, our socials are out there. And uh, thank you thank you again for listening. And again, this is the Tipping Point Podcast. Thank you.